If you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read it, you're misinformed. What is the long-term effect of too much information? Information, information, I just need some information. I've been dying, I've been dying, is it lack of education? I've been reading, I've been reading without any transformation. I'm addicted, I'm addicted, is it overstimulation? Hey. Welcome to the Sixth Century. The Sixth Century. Hear ye, hear ye. Come on, come on. You are listening to the Sixth Sense Report with Joel Nikoloff and Darnell Samuels. Might have been the uh, longest first uh, syllable I've ever heard out of you. I, I like it. Extra enunciation. I thought that was. I thought. Is that the first time I've, I thought? I've done, no, I, I thought I, I'm just saying before. it was like an extra half second, you know, just a little extra punch on the, the here. Well, yeah, no, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to uh, jump into uh, this topic uh although we've covered it before twice before uh you said episode two episode three um episode three and, and three is like literally this is a part two to episode three which which i was super excited about you're like hey can we you want to talk about this and i was like uh yeah part follow up to episode three of our podcast episode um, three but then we also covered uh in episode 24 morality and immigration what was episode three called uh, illegal border crossing crisis, hacking the Canadian asylum process. So if you want to have a good understanding of this uh, Quebec asylum issue, I think that episode uh, is probably a good place that you could go back to, to 2017. December 2017 is when it came out uh, and maybe understand when the rise in these border crossings started and sort of the rhetoric that was going on and I think a lot of the conversation we had at the time would be foundational for this as well. Maybe a little bit overlap, but I think we do touch on um, the nuance or the specifics of this uh, particular illegal border crossing location in Quebec. Yes, yes. Uh, now, but what's different from this episode uh, to the others is we're, we'll try to give more of a focus on the human rights issue as it relates to um illegal immigrants being detained right so uh I, I was working on a lesson and i was like okay let me let me quickly google find because i'm doing a lesson on human rights uh positive rights negative rights uh inalienable rights property rights um all Sounds that. like your students are getting a good education. Oh, uh, well, huh, huh, well, it depends who you ask. <laughs> who you ask. <laughs> but but so so I was like, okay, well, let's put it in our context. What's some human rights issues we're seeing today in Canada? And one that popped up, I was kind of like, wait, what? I didn't know this was. I didn't realize this was actually an issue. It was immigration detention. And so it mm -hmm. says uh, the Canadian federal government adopted new policy regulations in 2018 that require children to be held in immigration detention um, as a last resort. Although the number of detained children has decreased over the years, the average, the average time they spent in detention facilities rose, highlighting the structural issues of immigration that continue to plague Canada. Furthermore, despite the introduction to the National Immigration Framework in 2016, Canada has seen a rising trend in immigration detainees in prisons in 2019. Uh, the Canadian Border Services Agencies uh, detained 7,212 people in immigration holding centers, um, which is up from 6,609 people in 2017. Uh, so, so yeah, l l l let's talk about it. 
let's talk about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you know my first annoyance with this conversation, or maybe annoyance. I'm annoyed with something that I think creates a need to clarify something, and that is to call like it was a bit of a convolate conflating of terms on purpose. Um, you know, if so, immigration generally refers to the application and approval to move into another country. Well, when you just show up at the border, assuming you're not a refugee, you're you're not immigrating. You're vacationing. <laughs> now, without again, I'm being a little, you know, particular in my words because the ma- the system itself has different categories. And and we, you know, I think there's an intentional sort of pulling on heartstrings when you refer to everybody who tries to come into the country as an immigrant. But illegal immigration are those who didn't follow the proper channels to get in the country. And now they're being detained. And so, you know, that's calling it immigration detainees is like you're playing word games, right? Illegally, illegal border crossings being detained or border crossers being detained mm-hmm. doesn't sound as, you know, heartstring pulling when you, you know, identifying that they're doing something criminal or illegal, which is what led to the detain, detain process or being detained. Because, right. you know, had they tried to, do the asylum process, which was, let's call it, I came here on a flight with my relatives and then tried to come and claim asylum, you know, as a, whether refugee or not, it's a, that's a different thing, right? And, and you're likely not to be detained. You got in the country under a, maybe a false pretense, but you got where you were allowed in. Um, you may have had alternative motives. I, you came here for a vacation for your relative and then chose never to leave and then applied for asylum. Generally, you're not getting arrested. Now, you could end up being detained because you end up becoming qualifying as an illegal immigrant at some point because you're in this country illegally. But the problem is we 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 want or some people want to play word games where, no, no, everybody who's here who isn't a Canadian citizen is an immigrant. They're just in process. And, and so it's. Again, it's just a matter of semantics sometimes because it doesn't allow for an honest, transparent, detailed conversation about, well, what is the right way to do things? What is the right way to handle this situation? Right? Do we what happens when we have an asylum seeker in this context? What happens in this context? No, no, we're just going to call it elite, you know, immigration detainee human rights issue. Now, again, I I know I'm being a little particular or a little bit, you know, poignant in my points, but like, it, I'm just, it's so irritating because we don't end up having a real conversation because this nuance matters and, and just pulling on people's heartstrings is a manner of getting what you want, not deciding what the right solution is, right? They've already predetermined that everybody should just be able to come here. The person who wants to call every illegal border crosser a human rights violation when they've been detained, right? But a human rights violation is that you've actually 
you've acted in a manner that violates the rights of the citizen, arguably. If you're not a Canadian citizen, does the Canadian Constitution qualify for you? Mm -hmm. Simple answer is you can't get in the country during the last two years if you didn't have a Canadian citizenship. You know, American citizens can't just walk in the country in the last two years when we had a border shut down. Mm-hmm. Like, there are differences. But we're playing word games because we don't want to have a real conversation because that's difficult. And maybe some conclusions that we don't like end up being achieved or reached. Instead, it's just everybody being let in. And if we arrest them, that's human rights violation. No, they should just let them continue to walk the streets. Right? Like, is that is that the alternative? I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but that seems to be what's presented as the alternative. And I don't want to straw man. I don't want, I'm just, I'm trying to say that because of the words we use, we don't have a real conversation. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. here's the conversation. Yeah. No, I, no, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, it, it, you know, it's funny. Um, I remember when I was uh, at Sheridan College. Uh, and uh, I was in the correctional worker program. So corrections is working in jails. And different so, kind of teaching. Pardon? It's a different kind of teaching. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> but but it's still but it's still it still has its connect still has its mm-hmm, connections mm-hmm. to teaching in the school. Mm-hmm. But anyways, mm-hmm. uh, so when I was uh, at Sheridan College for corrections, we we do placements and stuff like that, uh, or and we do site visits. So you so you go to some of uh, you go to some facilities around Ontario, uh, like Maplehurst, um, uh, or back in the day it was Metro West Detention Center. And so we got to you know get tours of these jails and and get a feel for what it's like on the inside. And uh, I there was one of those I, I think I was at Maplehurst, and and. There was a guy sitting in the cell, and 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 I said, and I just said, hey, you know, I said, hey, what are you in for? And the guy said, immigration. He was Jamaican, <laughs> right? He's, he's, like, he's like, yeah, immigration. And I was like, and and, and you also was like, what? I say, like, how? What? What the heck? To this day, for for years, I'll, that always stuck with me. I was like, wait, how the heck could you be in jail for? immigration issues unless whatever the case may be and now it makes sense that um what ends up happening is people uh, come to the border there's like a border uh you come in through new york um and then you cross into quebec and it's just like this little ditch you walk across and, <laughs> yeah it's, and- it's not a border crossing when darna says a border it's like the the line they drew in the sand on the map yeah that you just chose to walk over because there's nobody protecting it yeah right, right, just right. clear <laughs> yeah the so whole Episode three, we hash this out. <laughs> and so, and so, what ends up happening is people will will uh, their visa might expire in the U.S. Um, and then they'll they'll get a, a taxi ride to, to that border, and they'll walk across. But before they come across, there's there's a there's a a border person, a border officer standing at that border, and they'll say, "Hey, look, are you trying to come to Canada? Because if you cross here, you're coming into Canada." And the person will say yes. They're like, okay, well, if you do, then um, you will be arrested. Just to let you know. And the people will be like, okay, um, I'm going to take, I'm going to take my chances. So they go. So with that said, what ends up happening is you have 
the uh, the Canada Border Services Agency. Uh, they have facilities. They have three major facilities that hold detention uh, centers that hold um, illegal immigrants as they're waiting for their papers to be processed, right? So the idea is like, okay, do you have the correct paperwork? Do you have a correct identity? Because if you come in here, we don't really have your identity. We got to figure out who you are. So that process has to happen. So you'll be waiting in detention, right? Because it, it wouldn't make sense to uh, let them into the country and disappear, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, so the idea is they keep them in detention. So now what ends up happening, uh, is that there becomes a backlog as people try to flee to the country, right? So when we think about like, um, the war in the Ukraine, um, and so forth, right? You're kind of like, okay, well, there's tons of people trying to come over from there or whatever the case may be. So in 2017, there was a tweet. January 20th, 2017, Justin Trudeau tweeted this tweet. Uh, to those fleeing persecution, terror, and war, Canadians will welcome you, regardless of your faith. Diversity is our strength. Hashtag welcome to Canada. And so I was watching a, a bunch of documentaries about people coming to Canada um, illegally through this border. Um, what's that border called again? It's Roxham Road. What's it called? Roxham Road. Roxham Road. Yeah, Roxham Road um, coming through through Roxham, New York um, into Quebec. And, and, and so this is where people are, are, are trying to come through. So the idea is that now a lot of the immigrants in, in the documentary we were saying, um, or the assumption is that, hey, you know, Canada is the land of milk and honey. And it will fix all my problems. And, and one guy was just like, look, man, I have a lot of problems. I can't go back to my country. I'm a refugee. Um, but Canada is going to fix all my problems. Because, and, and then the, the journalist has a mic in the person's face. They're like, oh, so so, so what did you think? Um, are, are, are you, <clears throat> do you have doubts that Canada will accept you? They're like, doubts. They're, they looked at her like she was crazy. They're like, doubts? What do you mean? Canada doesn't turn anybody away. Right. So they were like, like, man, this 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 news reporter, is she crazy? And she's like, What makes you think um they won't turn you away? She's like, Well, because I'm not going anywhere. And there's tons of people who've who've done this and gotten through. Uh now for the listeners who are thinking about this whole process, um, the people who are coming in illegally, they're not they're not jumping the line. So those people who are coming legally, um, versus those who are coming illegally, the people who are illegal aren't jumping the line and, and getting in ahead of them or getting um, their paperwork done. It's just that sometimes for those people who don't have the paperwork, if you come to the border and the correct border, the proper border, and you don't have the proper paperwork, you're just going to get sent back versus you come in illegally um, and you'll be detained and you'll be held here and then you'll be processed and they'll check your health stuff. They'll, they'll check your, um, your, your, your paperwork to find out your identity. Now, with all that said, what ends up happening with with persecution across the world and and, and Trudeau making these statements and in Canada being promoted as the, the land of milk and honey, it creates a backlog because people start coming in illegally, and, right? Yeah, people start coming in illegally, and that was the backlog. And then those people, then then a lot of times because those detention center, those, those detain these those detaining centers are full, those people will go into the overflow into the medium security jails. Mm. 
right? And they'll be held there. And I guess that's where I saw that gentleman that one time, like he was just being held there waiting for his, his paperwork mm -hmm. to be processed. Okay. Yeah. 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 So he's, and, and this is the dilemma, right? Like, you know, the, again, go back to the, my criticism of this conversation, calling it, oh, we put them, putting them in prison becomes a human rights violation when it's like the alternative is to let them roam the country without even processing them at all. Like that's, that's all arguable. I would think a lot of people would go, well, or, or we take our tax money and build bigger facilities. Yeah. But that's a long-term solution. Not. And, and when you're in a short-term scenario, like that, that's not a viable solution. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so this is my point that like, again, it's a, it's a heartstrings pull when you talk about human rights, but it's not a productive solution because right. all of the ways to resolve are, Oh, just let them in and do nothing. Like, Again, I'm oversimplifying it, but like, yeah, no, 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 I know I hear what you're saying. So, and, right. and we, 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 we talked about this already, sort of, kind of. So, just I want to say one thing you, you said they didn't jump the line, and you're not wrong, but you're also slightly wrong because what they're doing is they're changing lines. Asylum is a different method of applying mm -hmm. for, let's call it residency in Canada. Mm -hmm. Immigration is the method of applying when you're not in the country. Right. So asylum seek, you you essentially go, you know what? I'm not having any luck with this method. I'm going to try another way, get in the country illegally, and then apply for asylum. Now, yeah. there could be people crossing the and getting their, you know, immigration papers processed as well. I'll just, you know, say that that's possible. Um, but generally, it's sort of them choosing a different method of getting into the country than applying for immigrant status. Right. The second no. piece was on our first episode, the issue with a refugee is the way the world, uh, I think it's WHO, or you know how they get allocated refugees. Whatever country you're allocated to is the country you apply for refugee status. This is an example of people going to the US and going, no, no, I don't want refugee status here. And they're shopping for countries by illegally coming into Canada and now applying for refugee status under the asylum program. So again, right. there's an aspect that they're hacking the system. That's why, you know, part of the title in the original. And so they aren't, I think your point is why you're right, is that they're not pushing those who are already in the queue back in the queue. It's not forcing others to take longer to get their immigration processed. Yeah. And and then, you know, it comes back to, you know, why, why do asylum seekers leave the U.S. for Canada? Right, I think of uh, the land of know, milk and honey. Right, that's I, I think of uh, the uh, the classic Eddie Murphy movie, Coming to America. Right, uh, the American dream. Right, people want to come to Canada, but it, it was crazy. But people were like, people were like, oh, yeah, nah. The the journalist was asking them, oh yeah, so why don't you just stay in America? Like what? Hey man, Canada's way better. Uh, and you know, Joe and I, we we, we did an episode on uh, is is Canada a socialist country? Um, and you know, <laughs> if you're on the outside looking in and you're, you're in a war torn country, man, Canada looks, you know, pretty darn good. Yep. Yep. It looks pretty darn good. Right. And, and, and we got a lot of, um, social services, um, a lot of security blankets. So a lot of people can, um, you know, regroup, get back on their feet. And there's a lot of immigrants who, who, who've done that. Um, but to answer your point about, um, me me being wrong um about them jumping the line in the different line uh, i was watching another documentary um where 
people where 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 people who were coming illegally um, were complaining that that they were being mistreated. Of course, being detained, um, <laughs> and 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 I, I committed a crime and they didn't treat me well. Anyways. And and their yeah and their um their their process being um rejected. Um, their their claims being rejected and being and sent back, sent home, and, yeah, yeah, right. And so and so a lot of a lot of the a lot of times they the, Canada had to send ambassadors to other countries to go talk to people and say, hey, look, man, like, um, even even on the um the Canada government website, like, there's a video that's saying, hey, look, if you come in illegally, this nice, well dressed black man, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> with with a flag behind him saying, hey, look. Look, my people, <laughs> you try to come in here illegally. Um, we have rules and there is due process. <laughs> and if you come in here um, and, and you're claiming refugee status and, and, and you're really not a refugee, meaning that you can't prove mm -hmm. that um, you're persecuted you're really in your persecuted. home country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, 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 yeah. You, if you can't really prove that, um, then, then we will send you back. And so people, sometimes people think that... Um, um, that is, as we say, as we say in the streets, uh, you know, it's sweet over here. It's sweet <laughs> here in Canada that, that we're soft <laughs> and that people will just come in illegally, um, and we'll let you in. Um, and so people are getting rejected and then Trudeau had to come out and make some statements and, you know, and to kind of walk back his statements about like, Hey, you know, the party's over here, you know, all yeah. invited. And he had to walk back those statements and say, Hey, look, um, Yo, uh, we, we, we have due process. If you come in here illegally, you don't have the proper paperwork and you can't prove that you are a refugee being persecuted, we will send you home. Yeah. And, and this is where, you know, what's happened, interestingly enough, to sort of take the, this is where the, the second part of, let's call it the first show is, you know, Ottawa is having this issue with Quebec because Quebec is getting the abundance of asylum seekers on their, you know, soil sort of as a starting point. And so, you know, the question, like I have the article here from CIB or from CBC and um, the headline is send all asylum seekers to other provinces. Quebec premier tells Trudeau. And this is from February of 2023. And, and so, you know, his his perspective is that Quebec has done its fair share of, you know, let's say handling most of these, right. you know, especially again, the, the whole the article in 2017 was the end of 2017, largely due to Trudeau's tweet at the beginning of 2017. And I would say, you know, all the Trump hoopla was leading a lot of people to being concerned that they wouldn't get immigration status. Right, right, um, yep. And so they were rushing into Canada. Right. Um, and so, you know, the article that when we did that one, it was like the numbers were doubling and tripling every month. Like, I think even as high as like 10x some months, the amount of people coming over the border. So, um, I don't know the numbers. Um, uh, I don't see any, you know, big numbers here. Um, although he did say, uh, oh, in 2022, it roughly exploded with 39,000 irregular entries in addition to about the 20,000 regular entries, um, with regards to Quebec. So, you know, they basically had to triple their immigration number. It sounds like through this, you know, uh, irregular crossings um th and so yeah it's just a it's an interesting aspect where we're just letting it happen right like you know nobody wants to build a wall of course that has <laughs> problems you know being tied to trump and all um but but it's 
you know, it's a problem that we don't, again, I would say we're not having real conversations about, we're not having real conversation about how do we solve this problem, right? Like maybe the problem is partially the, the nature of the system where it's very, very slow, which is, you know, a government problem. Um, so, I mean, I, to, to answer, to answer the question simply, it sort of goes, you know, why doesn't Quebec stop the problem rather than passing the problem on to others? Right. Like if I wanted to, you know, push back on Quebec and go, well, why don't you stop them from coming in? Why do I have to take it, take the immigrants or the illegal immigrants into my province if you're the province that's letting them in? Why don't you just stop letting them in? Again, I'm being a little bit, you know, I'm presenting what the what what other provinces could be saying back to them. Like, why is it our problem? You're the one who's got the border problem, right? Um, I think Alberta. Or, or BC, there's one of the borders up there. There's large places where the borders are unmanned. And so there's other places across the Canadian border, all across the country, where you could have a similar problem because we don't have a wall between Canada and the US. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, just, I, I mean, my two cents on this is that, like, it's a Quebec problem because they're illegally crossing into Quebec. So solve the problem. Seems pretty apparent. Partially because the other provinces, not all of them, but many of the other provinces could have a similar problem. I mean, Ontario's right. blessed because our border is basically ocean. Right, right. Or and I yeah, should say ocean. And, 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 and that's a good point. Um, but one of the U.S. officers in, in one of the documentaries I was watching, uh, he was saying that, like, yeah, like that Roxham Road. Was it Roxham Road? Roxham Road. Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's a lot of people... A lot of officers, a lot of attention at that spot. But he says, "Yeah, but there's a there's a there's a lot more of the border that's not being protected, right? Where people are just like, you know what? I just I won't go through this way. I'll just cut through the next way, um, and 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 do it that way. Um, but yeah, you you make a good point, Joel, about about yeah, like if if it's Quebec's issue, um, but I think also like from the top down, right? Like our, our federal government, um, you know, we, we yeah. like." Trudeau's made it clear that hey, look, you know, come on through, um, if you can, if if you're if you're really running from danger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I mean, uh, you know, again, if I want to steal man Quebec's position, they might say, well, Ottawa is forcing us to let them in, so why do we have to bear the burden when we can't stop them? And in yeah. that case, you know, they would have a, a fair point. If okay, Ottawa's, but but I assume I don't know why you wouldn't be able to be like, no, I'm just going to put up a wall here. Like if, if the cost of this is less than a wall, why wouldn't you stop the problem? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so, so what's your two cents on the issue? Well, I think, um, you know, my, my, I think the, the last question that we didn't really touch is, is really where my two cents lies, which is open border versus closed border policy. And, and you touched on, you know, we, we have the previous episode where we discussed, um, you know, is Canada socialist and the amount of programs that we have is part of the dilemma. And so I would say to you, you know, um, I think I'm very much a pro open borders concept, but like <laughs> no government programs, period. And part of the open borders pro concept is like, if somebody is giving you a place to stay, why can't you come? Like just as an oversimplification, like if I was going to bring an immigrant into my home and provide essentially room and board, then that this is where the open border policy concept sort of starts to make sense because it's like, well, they already have a place to go. So why can't they just come in? It's, you know, 
them ending up on the streets or ending up on government programs paying and tax dollars having to take care of them, where I think the the open border policy runs into pro- potential problems or, or you know is going to have problems because if a million immigrants showed up here tomorrow and they all wanted to be on welfare, Canada would be bankrupt, right? You'd be like one one fortieth of our population is it has to be paid for on top of whatever we already have, right? Like so, um, you know, my two cents on this is that um, so much of it is because we just have a very, you know, um, government sort of programs based system that um it be there, there's just potential problems that we we can't an, an open border policy is just inherently in, impossible because the number of people could become very problematic again assuming they're getting all of these government programs if they came in here with no government programs i mean i'm i'm of the the view that they're the more people, the more prosperous we become because you have more specialization of labor. You have more special, you have more trade, more commerce. But again, this is under a free market sort of paradigm with less government intervention, less social programs, less government, you know, providing for everybody, which means less taxation. And and so, you know, my view on immigration and borders is so nuanced. It's, you know, it's very hard to put me in a box because under a current paradigm, I have, you know, concerns because we're just potentially bringing in, you know, uh, poor scenarios. Now, the counter argument, or if I was to go back to like, let's call it historical immigration, that was very much like, you know, well, yeah, sure, we'll bring in a doctor. They can help and, you know, make us better off, right? Like very much a lot of the immigration in the past was was somewhat of a brain drain to poorer countries. And so it's sort of, you know, a rebuttal to myself to some extent that, you know, as much as the, the old, the old systems were, uh, let's call it merit-based for a lot of the, obviously we had refugees plus immigration is so, so not only merit-based, but, um, the merit-based system sort of keeps third world countries, third world, because we take all their, you know, intelligence to some extent. So I, I think that immigration is a very, uh, complex issue. And so, you know, this is what frustrates me that when I go back to the very start of the show where I went on the tirade, because it's just, so, we, we sort of box ourselves into this particular conversation and we can't have an honest conversation with the nuance. And, you know, a good example, what is the proper response when our uh, detention centers are over full, right? What are the options available? What is the most humane is the proper question, not well, if you do this, it's a human rights violation because, and it's just a tokenist sort of response. So, Darnell, what about you? What's your two cents? Okay, so my two cents is uh, as I was, you know, doing some research on it, and I was reading uh, this book. What is this book called? Uh, According to the Bible. A Comprehensive Resource for Understanding Modern Political Issues in Light of Scripture by Wayne Grudem. I'm assuming that's a, a, a bit more of a reference book than a, uh, a leisurely read. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's more of a reference <laughs> book. And so so, so in it, um, he, he, taught, he, he references uh, this, this gentleman um, uh, who, named James Hoffmer. Um, he wrote this book called Immigration Crisis, and he's an Old Testament scholar. 
and and he says like the, the scriptures make a distinction between illegal immigrants and legal immigrants. And I was like, what was, what are they talking about? Right? So so Exodus uh, chapter 22 verse 21 and it says you shall not wrong a sojourner or oppress him for you were sojourners in the land of Egypt. And so the word alien which you'll see in your NIV a sojourner or stranger, which you'll see in your ESV, NASB, or KJV. Those terms um, are those who are legal. So alien, sojourner, stranger. Those terms are for um, legal immigrants. And you should welcome them and treat them right and so forth. And then um, the for the term for illegal immigrant is uh, foreigner foreigner is mm. for illegal immigrants and so he's saying so he's arguing that for the for the foreigner it's it's kind of a different situation because uh the scriptures are, are teach across the board um you see throughout history not just in israel but every nation um they protect borders um right <laughs> right they they're, they're very serious about protecting their borders obviously um, in, in their historical context. And so when you get a foreigner coming in, if the foreigner comes in and the foreigner is not coming in the correct way, um, then they're a spy. Then, yeah. Yeah. You don't know versus, <laughs> versus the, the person who, the, the sojourner, the person who comes in legally, uh, through the front door of the kingdom rather than jumping the wall. Right, yeah, um, yeah. you're gonna get treated. You're gonna get treated differently if you jump the wall. And so, uh, you know, like I mentioned before, with what Trudeau um, making the announcement, um, and, and people across the world seeing um, Canada um, as a blank check, um, and us getting the influx of all these um, Ill illegal immigrants. Uh, personally, I think that the um, Canada Border Services Agency is doing the best they can do under the circumstances Trudeau has put them under, mm. right? So the border rules are there to maintain safety and order, right? So when, when, the, when, when these people come to the border, uh, the officer asks them, hey, look, if you cross that line, we will arrest you. And then in the documentary I saw, the people were like, yes, I, I'm going to cross the line. I understand what you're saying. Let's do this, Brutus. They cross over, they get arrested. There is no injustice there, and they're going to take the yeah, risk. They, they, they know the, the opportunity cost. The opportunity cost. You're like, you know what? It's either I stay back there or I get detained here, and then and then see what happens. And by God's grace, you you'll make it through. Um, that's my two cents. No, that's that's good, man. I appreciate that. It's um. It makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, and obviously the times are a lot different. And so you need to tease the principles out a lot better. But I think actually a smaller community makes it clearer, right? Like if you, you use the example of a kingdom, right? And I don't know why my mind sort of went to Jericho. But like, you know, when you have that, the walled garden in a sense, or, uh, you know, that, that walled area, when someone comes in in a secretive manner versus a transparent manner. Um, is is sort of the biblical things that I'm sort of teasing out from what you've said, right? And and how you would treat them differently. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, I sort of appreciate that that Grudem makes that point. 
Um, I'm sure many, some Christians might disagree with that uh, exegesis. I don't, I don't think, uh, and I think I, when I say that, I don't think that they have a basis to really disagree that there's a difference. I think that they would try to argue it doesn't apply. Yeah, um, well, because if you disagree, it's and you say it doesn't apply. If it doesn't, if you say it doesn't agree, then you know where to find us at Six Cents Report at gmail.com. Let us know your two cents. Uh, hit us up on our Facebook group, uh, Instagram, Twitter. You know where to find us. Madden and Mitchell Media. 